purpose behind um, this podcast was really to provide a space for that growth and learning, but also to to really help people, right? And so I don't I hope that we're getting there. And I think a big piece of it has to do with people around this um, table, uh, podcast table, and also all of those who have been on. So I am so incredibly grateful. Hello, and welcome to Student Affairs Now. I'm your host, Nat Ambrosi. Student Affairs Now is the premier podcast and online learning community for those who work in, alongside, and adjacent to the field of higher education and student affairs. We release new episodes every week on Wednesdays. Find details about this episode or browse our archives at studentaffairsnow.com. We have a really special episode today. I am usually behind the scenes as the production assistant, but now I'm able to host all of our hosts, which is really cool. So you'll be seeing from them in a second. Today's episode is a special bonus episode brought to you by Colorado State Online. CSU Online is now offering a fully online master's of science in student affairs to help you succeed as a higher education administrator. As I mentioned, I'm your host, Matt Ambrosi. I'm the production assistant for the podcast and a freelance designer. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm hosting this conversation today from San Diego, California, which is the ancestral homeland of the Kumeyaay peoples. It is such an honor to be hosting this conversation with all of our student affairs now hosts, Keith Edwards, Heather Shea, Glenn de Guzman, Susana Munoz, and Rochelle Pope. So let's kick this episode off. One of the first things that I wanted to ask all of you is it's our one year anniversary. And a lot of people are probably wondering, what is the story? How did this podcast start? So let's kick that over to Keith and Heather. Um, I, Keith, you may remember this story slightly differently, but all I remember is I was out on a walk and I was having a conversation with you and you're like, are we going to do this? And we, we both were like, okay, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, but the backstory behind that was both of us were hosts on Student Affairs Live um, under the Hired Live Network. And that at network went off the air. They're back on, we're happy to see. Uh, but when they went off the air, I felt like this loss for me, at least in uh, the ability to contribute in this way. And I had um, used many of the episodes in professional development and classroom um, contexts, And I personally was like, I need to get back into this because I valued that um, the use of media in a different way. So I don't know, Keith, if you have a different take on the whole thing. Uh, I don't remember those details, but I remember the sentiment exactly that way. And I remember talking about if we should do it. And I remember I said to you, um, well, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it without you, Heather. <laughs> and then Heather said, well, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it without you. I said, well, I guess we're doing it. Uh, and we, we jumped in. And one of the things that we talked about very early on was, as you mentioned, wanting to continue the conversations and provide this professional development and a venue um, different from text, different from reading books and reading articles. Um, and one of the things that I've really enjoyed um, is I, I can read a book and I understand what the authors are saying in one way. And then you hear them talk about it and I get a whole new flavor and context and personal connection. And it's not just sort of 
um, just the facts, right? You get a whole nother level of, of meaning to it. So I've really enjoyed that. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do is we didn't want to do it live because that's super stressful for all sorts of reasons yeah. and to be able to record them. And we wanted to have it regular episodes. So doing it every week and we just didn't have the capacity to do it. So we said, well, we can get other hosts. This would be fantastic. And we really wanted, uh, I think Heather and I think of ourselves as both kind of practitioners, kind of faculty. We really wanted a faculty presence. We really wanted a practitioner presence. And our criteria was who do we know who's really curious about all sorts of things, who just has a really open mind and just really wants to learn and explore. And Glenn had been connected with Student Affairs Live and some of the, uh, the dialogue events and had sort of wanted to kind of do that. So we thought of Glenn. And then we thought we really want a, a faculty perspective. And what we said was, we want someone like Susana Munoz. She'll never do it. She's too busy. She's got way too much going on. She'll never do it. But someone like her, right? Like who likes Susanna would be able to do this. And, and then we just, I, I, you know, I just have this belief that you shouldn't say no for other people. So we right. basically agreed, we're going to invite Susanna. And when she says no, maybe she'll know who we should invite. And, and both of them said yes to, to, our, uh, to our amazement. So uh, it has allowed us to do weekly episodes and has been so fantastic. We also imagined we would meet once a month and keep this a minimal we meet for an hour every week because it's so much fun we have such great conversations so that's that's how this has kind of come to be and it was coincidental i will say that all four of us in the original team are colorado state student affairs and higher ed grads so shout out to the csu sahi program for bringing us together susana and keith and i all the class of 2000 glenn class of 99 um, you know, that I think has played a central role in how I talk about the podcast in terms of maintaining collegial relationships over time and the connection with the grad program. And, and I remember the in-class conversations that some of us would have together and then just taking that, you know, 20 plus years later, I can't believe it's been that long, but mm -hmm. 20 plus years later to be able to continue having some of those great dialogues. So I mm -hmm. love it that we have this, um, this history, right. And this mm -hmm. kind of central and similar starting point. Um, so Susanna and, and Glenn, and then we'll talk about Rochelle and, and the, the joining of her for, for the podcast too. Now uh, 20 years. Wow. Right. <laughs> I mean, we still look good y'all we do so I feel like you know when when I was asked I thought this is this is different right and so I'm always one of these faculty people that um like the scholarship needs to go beyond these journals you know we need to have these conversations in mm -hmm. ways that is really super accessible to to the masses, to people, you know, and, and so I felt like, you know, this is probably going to challenge me, you know, because I have never done it, right, and, and this is also probably going to really inform my practice and scholarship in ways that I didn't, you know, foresee it, and so I think um, I do have a knack for saying things that kind of make me uncomfortable at the beginning, um, but I feel like I've learned so much about myself and the kind of scholar that I want to be, um, and I've also learned about, um, you know, how, how to reach, you know, an audience that is really intentional and pur purposeful about their practice. And so I think that's one of the, the gifts that I feel like I've gained, but I, you know, like, 
I love both, you know, all of y'all in terms of like, you know, we've kind of kept in touch. And so I think this was, was going to find um, for me for just sort of develop more community with y'all. So it's been an honor and a privilege one year. It hasn't seemed like it's been a year, but um, it's it's been a lot of fun. So if the question is, why did I start this podcast? It's because Keith called me up and said I had to do it. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, rea the, <laughs> the reality was actually, I think it was almost maybe a year before um, you asked a question, Keith, um, you, you had me at your home. Um, you invited me into your home. I got to stay with my daughter um, for, a, uh, for a personal event. And um, I know we just had such wonderful, rich conversation. Just made me think back to the fact that we had not only this collegial relationship, but we have a friendship. All of us have a friendship mm -hmm. because we've known each other for so long as, as Heather was speaking to. And so when, when Keith made the ask to me, I said, let me think about it. And then you said Heather was involved. I'm like, okay, well then I have to do it for sure. Um, <laughs> but but re the reality is these good memories started popping up for me. And we, we went through this experience together. So it's sort of like I knew all of you before we, uh, before like who we are now like in terms of our position and role. So, there, so I've always known that the passion for, for, um, uh, for what we do was, it was there, it was just, it was ingrained. And so it just made the decision easier to join this, this cast and crew, you know? So that's why I got involved. That's so awesome. I love hearing from all of you of how it started and the different pieces of how you were all connected. Rochelle, I wanna hear a little bit about your story of, you jumped into the podcast a few months in, um, how did you become a host? What was that experience like? Well, thanks for that question, Nat. I think it's really, I'm an interloper ever since. And the more I hear them talking about this close relationship they have, I feel so honored to have been allowed to join this group. Um, it's been a really quick year for me because it's only been the last, I think about three months that I've been um, a part of this. And there were a couple of experiences that brought me to this place. The first was I had some opportunities on campus to do interviewing of distinguished guests that we brought in and we'd have the big conversations and then afterwards I'd get to interview them. And I really enjoyed that. And it seemed to resonate with the audience and with the, um, the, the, the particular speaker. And then when we moved to um, um, doing everything virtually, that seemed to also work. And I said, you know, I really like this environment and I love student affairs now. Um, and I was saying how I'd really love to do something like that. And I was talking to my daughter, um, um, you know, who is a, um, I guess she's Gen Z. She's about, you know, 26. And she said, mom, you put into the universe what you want to happen. And I'm thinking, where'd you hear that? So one day I was talking to, you know, like I just said, I'm gonna do it. And I wrote to Heather and said, Heather, I wanna ask you, you have four hosts, you probably have enough, but if you're ever looking for another one, I would love to do this. Shocked when she wrote back after she and Keith had talked and then they talked to Glenn and Susanna and said, yeah, talk to us more about this. We might be interested in that. And then the most, the warmest, um, welcome, you could ever imagine. And all of these hosts who had known each other for years, let me, who they sort of didn't know at all, become a part of this. And it's been um, lovely. Now, and, and I believe it is scholarship. You know, Susanna talked about how we're doing a different kind of scholarship. It is public scholarship. 
And I think that is so crucially important and finding different ways of bringing um, the, the research, the ideas, the issues, the questions that we have um, to a space where all of us can listen and join in and, and, um, and continue these conversations. Well, and I'll say the behind the scenes was Heather got the email, sent it to me. We had a phone call, which was like imposter syndrome on <laughs> yeah. steroids. It was like, why does Rochelle Pope want to join our podcast? We should be like begging to join her podcast. This is an upside down world. What is going on? What is what is happening? And we reached out to Glenn and they were like, what? Oh, we should talk to her, right? And so we were totally, uh, as someone who, who reread and informed our, our thinking and so many of colleagues we look up to, look up to you, it was sort of like, why is this senior scholar of this profession want to join uh, like these newbies, right? Uh, uh, and so it was really cool. And you have just been so wonderful jumping in and chiming in with brilliant ideas and playfulness and fun and encouragement. And, um, you know, part of our host meetings is planning episodes, but also really supporting each other in our professional and personal lives as we navigate through that. Yeah, yeah I would have I don't know you very well, Rochelle. And so I, one of the things I did is I reached out to Dr. D.L. Stewart and I was like, all right, bro, like what's what's up with Rochelle Pope? I read, you know, all of the work and I like it. And, you know, DL's like, if you if DL likes you, that's that's saying a lot. So <laughs> so I was, DL, he was like, you know, yes, 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 and singing your praises. And I was like, okay, okay. So so, you know, we have to like, you know, ask around, but it has, you know, like, I, you know, I, I, I love learning from you. And so I, I, you know, I'm happy that you're, you're part of this crew and have enjoyed it. And uh, this long lasting family that we have created. Yeah. And I, I just have to say the composition of this team could not be more cool in terms of our time zones that we represent. So for those who are watching this recording later, uh, for some of us, it is very early in the morning. Um, so, and, and the types of institutions we represent are the type of work that we do. And so I love the way that we all bring different lenses um, into this. And I think it, it, it really couldn't be more, more perfect. Um, yes. And when the other thing I'll say is that I had sent an email out to CSP Talk kind of promoting the podcast. And when Rochelle wrote me back, I was like, oh, you know, just responding to my email. And then I'm like, oh, oh. I think this is what she's saying. <laughs> so I said to keep. So, and I love that idea of speaking things into the universe, right? Like, I think that's something we should all consider and and you, in, integrate into our own practice. So, I thank also want to hear. Yes. Yes. Uh, I also want to hear how, Nat the story of how you got roped into this. <laughs> yeah. So. A little bit about my story. I um, was in student affairs and I interned for my Kuhuai internship at Berkeley. So that's how I met Glenn. And I remember the first time meeting Glenn, we were at this baseball game and he came in and popped in to our selfie. And I was like, he's really cool. I've never seen a director of residence life be this cool. Um, so Glenn and I got to know each other um, through my experience at Berkeley. And then I think it was the beginning of this year, Glenn texted me and he's like, hey, they're looking for a production assistant for this podcast. And we had been working with WordPress together because I'm a designer. So I do a lot with WordPress and tech stuff, which is fun. And he's like, I think you'd be really good at this. You should meet Keith and Heather. And then I was 
Keith, I don't know if you know this story, but I was talking to one of my um, colleagues from Delaware. She was actually, or not colleagues, she was my supervisor as an RA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, these are the people. And she's like, do you know who Keith Edwards is? And I was like, kind of, not really. I've heard the name. And she was like, he's so well known at Delaware. Like he has all this research and all this, like, and you should look up his website. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I remember my first conversation with the both of you. I was nervous going in, but I was like, wait, this is awesome. So I think the one thing that I've loved about it is even though I'm behind the scenes, I'm still part of the host meetings. I'm still able to put in input and feedback. And I really love listening to all the episodes, even though I'm not in student affairs, I've learned so much that I can bring into my everyday life um, through the episodes. So it's really- Well, just so people know, Matt edits the video, she edits the audio, she puts the music in, she fixes this transcript, she puts it up on WordPress, she uploads it to the server, she makes all of those things happen and really makes it possible for us to do what we're able to do, uh, as many episodes as we're able to do and, and gives us capacity. So uh, we talked about bringing a production system on, what that would mean. And uh, we were all in agreement and uh, Susanna was adamant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes please what do we need to pay her she can have my cut she can do all of this I don't care just yes if I don't have to do all of that stuff that would be amazing and so th we were that was we, we were going to do it and then that was like yes this is uh, and you've been on yeah. this condition so thanks Nat yeah I was gonna just really quick I need to add this I, I know that when we started this at the very beginning I think Susan and I were like wow this the behind the scenes stuff is a lot and 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 I and I knew Nat and Nat and Nat spoke to the how we met at the baseball game or it's like a it's like a, a campus softball league that we created I created it actually so it was this opportunity to have fun but Nat took it to the next level Nat started designing baseball cards for people on the softball team so I had my actual <laughs> own soft card so so I started seeing skill sets and um, just her talent and I'm thinking this is exactly what we need in student affairs now and so the the connection was easy I just needed to I just needed to have Nat meet with Susanna Keith and I knew that the magic would happen mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. here we go yeah it's been awesome so far uh, one of the things too that I wanted to bring up. So first, the the manifesting into the universe. Totally agree with that. I'm around the same age as your daughter, Rochelle. So same thing. If there's something that you want to do, like reach out. The worst thing someone could say is no. That's honestly how I have gotten a lot of jobs. It's how I walked onto my college swim team. I just reached out. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about is the cool thing about our podcast is we have the video version. We have the um, the written version, so the transcript that you can read. And we also have the audio. So it's for all different types of learners. Um, and I wanted to ask the question to all of you, if you were to recommend a podcast, what would it be and why? Uh, well, I, I can go first. I think uh, the one I, and I recommend lots, people uh, oftentimes will email me and say, you know, I'm struggling with this or I'm wrestling with this. And is there an episode you would recommend? The, to one I, to my surprise, uh, that I have recommended the most has been the episode uh, that I did with Larry Roper. Uh, uh, so many people have talked about how hard it is to lead in this moment, how difficult it is to lead, particularly around issues of justice and equity, how difficult it is to lead from positions of marginality uh, in those roles. And, um, and I've recommended that podcast in his wisdom 
um, and, and his story and his insights uh, from a whole career uh, to several folks. And, and they always email me back saying, thank you so much. That's exactly what I need to hear. I was standing up on my couch cheering him on. This was, I, I've listened to it two or three times. So the, the Larry Roper's episode is one that I've recommended frequently. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, I, I love that episode. In fact, I have been on this deep dive of trying to go back through all of the episodes. So it's really difficult to, to select one. But if I'm going to take one, for me, it's the Why They Hate Us one that um, Susana did with um, Lindsay. I mean, I just thought that episode was so deep. And it really got to those questions and, and helped us learn about um, how words matter. You know, this, this racist rhetoric that we're having um, all over, how it finds itself onto the campus and how it hurts people, how it, um, and I don't mean just the, the emotional hurt, it does damage to the campus, it does damage to the country. And just um, that, the title alone grabs you. But one of the things that I found that was really um, helpful for me in listening to that episode was you have to remember that this episode came out at a time when we were in the midst of all this up, upheaval, you know, racial upheaval, all of these things going on. And I found it to be a very painful time and a time when I was really sh shoving down a lot of emotion and I couldn't hear it in a way that was um, really active and um, um, too intense. And what they did was they spoke to us in, you know, Susanna always seems to be like this in this really lovely, calm, intellectual, but getting right to the heart of the moment. And that conversation went like that. So I could sit and listen and not feel I had to protect myself as I listened. So it was so incredibly intellectually engaging, but also presented in such a way that it didn't hurt my heart in that moment because I was so raw during that time. Well, I really appreciate that, Michelle. Um, and I think, you know, sort of in the same vein in terms of like the episodes and around racial justice, um, the, the one episode that I just was floored by was the one that Heather did with um, campus policing. Um, I believe it was with, with Aaron and, um, um, I'm forgetting some of the names, I apologize, but Charles Davis, um, Jude, Paul, and Jael. And so I, one, like having a student, I think that's something that we kind of decided later in our episodes in terms of, you know, what, what would it be like to have a student, you know, in, in some of our conversations and having a student that's super entrenched in the Black Lives Matter movement and student government, I was just floored by that conversation and just was really thirsty for more. Um, and I think one of the things that really, I mean, campus policing is something that we continue to dialogue about and just um, in, in our campuses and, and in our, our meetings. And I think that's something that I, I think long-term we need to come to terms with and reckon with. and. Oh, this, I need to say this quote, but because we're, you know, one of the, some part of that conversation was trying to address sort of like the root cause of policing, right? And so um, 
I think Aaron Corbett was saying something, you know, if we, um, it says, you know, if someone has a cold and you're just going to give them a Kleenex for their runny nose and not going to address sort of the virus or, you know, what's causing the runny nose that is sort of the epitome of how we need to really look at not only the symptoms, but the root cause of sort of racial injustice and inequities on our college campuses. So again, that was, that, that was beautifully done. So appreciate that. Uh, I think for me, I've had a lot of folks ask about what do you do I recommend? And I, being, being in residential life, I think the, um, the, the, the topics that I tend to recommend the most because it's very real um, for us, you know, um, just I think for everyone is, is our episodes on mental health um, and um, racial inequality. I think those are the, if we think about the past year, just the things that we've been experiencing and going through as a, as, as a, uh, collective profession, obviously even as a, a nation world, there's just a lot of things that are, that are happening. And these are topics that just allows us to sort of think about and reflect on what we're going through, what people are going through, what our students are going through. So um, when I pick, um, I, it's hard for me to pick a very specific episode. I think that's, um, it's like picking, like who's my favorite kid? <laughs> so I'm gonna go outside the box a little bit too to answer this question, uh, Nat. You know, I, I kind of went through and thought about like each host um, that I thought I learned a lot because maybe I didn't know a lot about the topic. And so for Susana, so many great episodes, but I, I really love the foster care piece, the foster care episode. Um, Heather, I think, the, I mean, I think everyone, because this is our top episode, but the inclusive supervision panel, that was just amazing. Um, and that's definitely a, uh, um, a recommendation that, that I, I would make to folks. Um, Keith, this one I love because I've been involved with both associations for a long time, and I'm always curious to hear what leadership has to say, but the NASPA ACPA leaders panel, that was, um, for me, sort of like, a, it was nice to kind of just go back and think about that, because I thought about it a lot when I was a young professional, and I haven't really thought about it more recently, so that was really cool, and then Rochelle, the, the racial healing was really good, my goodness, um, those are the ones that I would recommend to folks. Yeah, Rochelle crushing it in her very first episode, mm -hmm. as yeah. we would expect. Yeah, I I don't know how I follow that. Um, I really appreciate all the words that y'all have have said and agree. I have the pleasure of getting a preview because I listen to every episode as I'm working on the newsletter, and uh, so I'm usually maybe one of the after that right and the host, one of the first people that listens to it. Um, the episode that I keep coming back to and thinking about and you know struggling with and referring to people um, is an episode that came out, I think our second week, that's called Moving Beyond Land Acknowledgements that Susana hosted. Um, and part of why that so resonates with me is that every of the 21 years that I've been since my, I graduated, 20 of those years have been at land-grant institutions. And my institution I'm currently at, Michigan State University, just this week released its strategic plan for 2030. And I was so pleased to see a recognition of the complexity and problematic um, ways that land-grant institutions have been framed and how by thinking about our land-grant identity, Michigan State being the, what calls itself the pioneer land grant, even that word pioneer, right, is complicated and, and um, harmful. 
but to, to kind of wrestle beyond, it's not just this performative statement that we make at the beginning of events. It really means a an, an relationship and an ongoing inquiry about how our, our, uh, the positive things our institutions have achieved has really been because of the stolen land or land that was acquired, dispossession of land. And Michigan State occupies the ancestral homelands um, of three different tribes, but also um, was land ceded in a treaty. But those the, the terms of that treaty were not as well known to all members. And, and so I think that the fascinating episode um, that Susana hosted really made me think more about how, you know, we need to delve more into our institution's histories and not just frame it as this positive, um, ubiquitous, like, wonderful thing that we're a part of this land-grant tradition. And so I um, have, have thought a lot about that um, as, as, as I've gone on, and that episode is one that I just kind of keep going back to. Wow, that was a lot of great episodes. I, I'm even thinking because I'm like, wow, some of those I haven't even watched because when I came on, I think there were maybe like 30 episodes already. So we're almost 60 episodes in, which is incredible. Um, and I also want to throw out an episode. It was the first episode I ever watched before I became the production assistant. And that was Glenn's. It was the combating trauma, burnout, and um, compassion fatigue. And I think that really spoke to me, especially at the time it was, I think it was the beginning of this year or late last year um, and with what everyone is going through. So that's an episode that I really recommend. Um, and the great thing too, about all these episodes, you might be like, whoa, okay, that was a lot. Um, we have an archives page and there's also a search button. So like Glenn was mentioning, he said the episodes on mental health. So if you type in mental health to the search bar, you'll get all the episodes. So anything that's tagged with mental health will pop up. So that's a really cool thing to do. And we'll also add them into the comments slash, we'll figure out a way to get those all to you. Um, the yeah, Nat, can yeah. I also say that, and I love going to our website to find them, but sometimes people just want this really broad view of what's all there. And when you go to YouTube and you push the, you know, click the button that says, um, show them all. And then you can just see this wide range. They're not organized the way they are on our webpage, but they're just all laid out so that you can see what's there. It's really fascinating. Yeah, you can see all the beautiful graphics by Heather. Heather's also a graphic designer for those who don't know. So she created, designed the whole website, everything. It's amazing. Um, so the next question I have, um, I was on an episode with Glenn, um, Marnie and Joshua called Side Hustles. And student affairs now is kind of, I mean, it's no one's main job. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a side hustle. I'd call it more of a passion project for all of you. So um, I want to know how has being a host on student affairs now helped you in your current role, whether working at an institution or working with um, multiple universities? Yeah, I think you hit it right on the nose. It's a passion project. And I think that just being a host on this show has really kept me um, kind of committed to the, the continuous learning that we talk about. And um, I think it's really important to hear from um, our colleagues in this uh, in student affairs. And so I, I think especially with the uh, pandemic where I think professional development had to change. Uh, I think we're very limited. We couldn't travel. There was just a lot of pieces that just we had to do it differently. And 
as a host, I, I had the opportunity to call people, call scholars, practitioners in our, in our field, and just ask them to be on this panel and then and sit down and ask them questions that I was really curious to know more about. I, and I think there's a lot in this, in this show, we get a lot of um, uh, freedom to, to, to explore and, and determine what type of topics that we want to pursue. So this, is, this was a perfect um, professional development experience for even me, in my opinion. Uh, it's the, and to me, when I think about who I want to bring on, it's the ultimate theory to practice. I get the potential to bring in someone who wrote and did research on a topic. And then I can get a practitioner, a, a, a best practice practitioner who can talk about the things that they, they how they took that theory and put it into practice at their, at their home institution. So to me, this was um, a great way for me as a host to just to, um, to, to grow and continue learning. Uh, I'll, I'll add to that because um, I, in my role, I'm not on a campus. I get to work with many different campuses. And one of the things that I love about that role is, you know, as I work with 30 to 50 campuses a year, some of them one at a time, some of them in an ongoing way, I get this multi-campus perspective, right? And I think most of us who are on a campus, we know the issues and the challenges and the culture and the frustration and the dynamics and the prides in our campus. And we think, well, this is the only place where that happens. And I get to say to people, no, everyone's experiencing that. You think it's just you. Everyone is telling me about that. Or I get to say, you know, I've never heard that before. What you're experiencing really is unique. And so I love that perspective. And this gives an opportunity to get beyond our campus perspective, beyond our grad program that we teach in, beyond our department that we lead, beyond those things and talk to people outside that bubble. Uh, I, I think I love how you framed it, Nat, about how it's technically a side hustle, but it's not really a side hustle. So just so folks know, thank you so much to our five sponsors. We do get some revenue. It allows us to pay for all the costs. It allows us to pay each host for each episode. Not a lot. No one's making bank, but it allows them to justify their time a little bit. And it allows us to pay our production assistant, Nat, for the time that you put in and do that. So uh, it allows us to operate basically. Uh, but we said from the very beginning, uh, one of our rules when it was just Glenn, Susanna, uh, Heather, and I was, this was not going to be another work project. This was not going to be another task. This was not going to be another chore that we had to do. This would remain a passion project. And if any time it doesn't feel like that, then we got to change things and do it differently. And as Glenn said, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> so we can do episodes on this and this. We can do uh, bonus episodes. We can have students on. Uh, we can change the rules as we go. And so we keep revisiting and coming back to that. Uh, how do we make this fun? How do we make this enjoyable? Um, how do we make it energizing? And it has really allowed us to do that. Uh, but for me, I've really enjoyed hearing from so many different people beyond whatever our particular context is. I'll add, so in addition to working full-time in student affairs, I also um, am an affiliate faculty on campus in the Michigan State Student Affairs Program. And I also teach um, at New England College on an online program. And so um, as a faculty member, I think probably as an affiliate faculty member, um, I think one of the things that has really helped me and particularly in the professional development seminar is finding the ways in that space and in the contemporary issues class that I teach, of bringing in topics that are relevant. And I'd say for students, um, 
you know, they, they love, I'm sure they love the, you know, hundreds of pages of journal articles that my colleagues are assigning them. I think when they get to my class and they get to watch videos, um, I, I, I'm not saying exactly that it's always that, but I do think that there's something about supplementing um, that learning and, and attracting people in different learning styles, as Nat mentioned earlier. Um, the other thing that I really loved is connecting with um, people who I know are doing good work and then showing the students in my courses like how accessible folks are, right? That this is a pretty small field and you can make connections really easily and smoothly. And so I think that's one of the other things that I'd say is really enhanced as uh, just interactions with students and building that um, into the podcast. I feel attacked. Just putting it out there. Yes. All the reading. Yes, all the reading. I know I do it. <laughs> no, but um, I think just to echo what everyone has just kind of said, I, as a faculty member, I think we're always trying to look for supplemental, you know, information for, for certain topics. But I always, I get ideas in the classroom for potential, you know, just sort of what students are talking about, what they're grappling with. And I was like, okay, I need to take this to a meeting <laughs> and see if, you know, we can maybe talk more about this topic, you know? So, so that's kind of how I, I see my current role kind of influencing um, working on the podcast. Yeah, thank you all for sharing those things. I think it's really important too, to kind of hear, hear the behind the scenes because when people are watching the episodes, they're like, okay, cool. They're a host, they're doing this, but to hear how much passion is behind it and it's not just another check off the box um, really makes such a huge difference. So the next question that I have, um, and we're starting to wrap up on time here, um, but what's the most exciting thing about being a host? Like, what makes you want to host that episode, find guests, you know, all of those things? Uh, I guess I'll say that for me, the number one benefit, and this was the case with Student Affairs Live too, was the relationships, mm -hmm. uh, the people I got to meet, uh, whether it's people I haven't connected with in a long time, inviting them on and being able to hear what they're doing and what they're thinking and their scholarship and, and their research, or if it's someone I never got to really meet before, right? Uh, I've, I've admired Larry Roper from afar for years and loved every time I get to hear him talk and met him a couple of times, but to be able to have a chance to have 45 minutes with him and really ask him these questions was just a treat. And so the people who I've met, you invite to be a guest, they, you connect with them this way, you start chatting before the episode about what their kids are doing, you're connected on Facebook. Next thing you know, when you're traveling, you're meeting up with coffee. So the relationships have been awesome. And then the other thing is the learning. I mean, how many of us have the have a fleeting idea? Oh, maybe I'll maybe I could think about that for a presentation at a conference. Maybe I could. Well, every time I have that fleeting idea, I go, let's have an episode on it. Who are the best people to think about? Let's get them to talk, and I just get to learn so much. So I love the learning, and I love the people who I get to meet, both old friends reconnecting and new people who uh, I get to meet for the first time, and including people who you say. You reach out to a guest and say, we're doing this. And they say, oh, you know, I'd love to do it. You know who you should also have on is so-and-so. And I've never even heard of that person. We get to invite them on. You get to learn so much. It's great. Yeah, the, the only thing I'll add to that um, also is that I think 
you know, when you think about 60 plus episodes, we're, we're now well over 150 to 200 um, different people who have served as guests. And we are so grateful for the wisdom and energy and time that they have dedicated um, to participating, right? And so at now is one of the guests on this particular podcast. I'm like, this is a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but I love the learning, um, as Keith mentioned. And I think every single conversation that I end, I'm like, oh, this could be another episode, or I, I have this next question, right? And so as a person who, you know, as a learner in my top five strengths, like every single one is like a little mini lit review. And so I feel like as a generalist practitioner, I think one of the most exciting things is I have like a little bit of knowledge in a range of topics or can speak, you know, as, as I engage with my colleagues on my campus and say, I don't know that much about this, but you should watch this episode or you should contact so-and-so because they're a resource for you. So that's really exciting to me. One of the things that I really, um, find exciting is that I'm learning how to do something differently. You know, as a, as a practitioner, I learned to do things in a certain way. As a faculty member, I had to learn to do them in a particular way. And then as a host of student affairs now, I've had to learn to, to do this in a different way, to share um, my ideas and to listen to others' ideas, whatever. But I have to be honest, the, uh, one of the best things for me is this group, you know, this having these opportunities every week to talk to you all, to listen and to learn from you, you know, um, the way um, you see a particular thing. And I, I walk out of those meetings on Thursday mornings thinking about it just a little bit differently, letting that go through. So it's not just our guests, and they are absolutely amazing. And um, 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 that they teach me so much, but so, so do you, so do you, the other hosts and that. No, so. I, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. That, that's just perfect. I mean, the early morning coordination and planning meetings with this group. And for me, I'm, a, I'm on the West Coast. It's early morning. This, this recording is really early. But just coming together and just checking in every time and just catching up, talking story. Um, you know, for those, you know, the behind the scenes, some of the behind the scenes stuff, the, to be able to explore episode topics, like wh what do we feel would be a great thing to um, look into, identifying possible panelists. Um, I, would even, I would even say, because in a way, this is sort of like a little mini business, right? It's the operational conversations on how we keep what we are doing a passion project, to keep, or like keeping it aligned with our core values, what is it that our audience want to hear? How is it restored to profession? These are the type of things that I love being able to um, and, the, and uh, to have that conversation with, with this group of folks. Uh, there is something really powerful in the fact that, and I think this is a, one of our criteria, no drama. This is a great group of folks to just work on. And I, I look forward to those, those um, really early meetings. No drama is one of our rules. That is one of our rules, yes. yes. I think the, the only thing I'll add is like, I, I really, really uh, appreciate feedback that we get. Like when an email comes through and, you know, from an audio, uh, somebody that has been listening or even people on my campus um, that just send email say, hey, I really enjoyed this episode. I think that gives me, that's how I, I get filled up is just hearing feedback from our audience and how they're enjoying our topics as well. Yeah, these are all so great. I think the one thing that I took from 
all of your answers and all of your excitement is the learning piece. And I know for me, I've learned so much. And I think also one of the great things about all the different episodes that, that we have is the diversity of um, guests that we have on. And so I think one of the things in life in general is people want to be seen. They want to be seen for the work that they're doing. They want to be seen for who they are. And on Student Affairs Now, people are able to kind of speak to what their work is. And it's not censored. It's not like, okay, you can only say this, this, and this. We give, we have questions. Um, one of the things I also want to bring up uh, for those listening, all of the hosts here do so much work behind the scenes too. So they gave me a lot of credit, but they also do a lot of work behind the scenes of scheduling, which we all know how scheduling can be with different, with all different people, time zones, things. Um, they come up with the questions, they come up with the episode. They really think a lot about how everything is organized and planned. So I really wanted to give a shout out to all of you as well um, for all of that work that you do and to the guests who bring such different experiences. So we're coming close to the end of time. I always, every time I listen to the episodes, I'm like, wait, it's already this time? Like what? Um, so the question that we always ask, um, this podcast is called Student Affairs Now. So I want to know from each of you, what are you troubling, pondering, thinking about now? And let's start with Rochelle. Well, I think that's a great question. And thanks for you know that opportunity. I think all of these are great questions and we could keep talking about this forever. There are two different issues, one a little bit better formed than the other. And the first is, and it goes back to the episode that was done on beyond land acknowledgement. There's something else that's going on right now. There's a lot of conversation about um, decolonizing campuses and decolonizing our syllabi and decolonizing all these things. And that's all it is, is words right now. We don't even know what it would mean to do that. And coupled with that is there are a lot of campuses now saying, we want to be an anti-racist um, campus and we want to do this. And I'm not so sure that they've figured out, but that's different. They're just changing the word from diversity to anti-racist, right? And I think we really, um, so that's one of the things that's been troubling me is like, how do we have this conversation in these kinds of ways? I've done some talks on this, that this is, it's not just changing our words. It really means we have to rethink, reimagine, transform what we're doing to something else. The other, this is the less formed one. I want to get to more of those um, student affairs VPs and people at the upper levels and having them talk, you know, having Larry Roper on and having that conversation. That was really powerful. Um, but I think Larry's now retired. I want to make sure that we not only get um, some of the folks at the other end, but we get them listening and watching so it can help transform their campus. This is really important to me that it's not something that we're only getting our um, um, entry-level professionals and our mid-level professionals, but we're really getting this up into these conversations um, to those folks who can really make some changes. I also want to say that doesn't mean that they're not listening now. I just mean, I want more. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that, Rochelle, because I think, you know, we need to get beyond sort of the perf performativity of sort of like equity um, and diversity and, and how does that get entrenched in our mission, our, in terms of accountability, right? How do we hold institutions accountable? I think, you know, I, 
I, I, you know, we ask this question to our guests. I never think about posing it to myself. And so it is, it is a hard question to, to answer, but you know, the one thing that came to mind is sort of, you know, I'm, goes back to the students, right? And I, right now, like, I don't think our students are okay. I don't think our student affairs professionals are okay. I worry a lot about sort of um, getting back to this quote unquote normal on our college campuses without um, a lot of really intentional thinking and being purposeful about um, what we just lived through in the last year and a half. Um, I think we're carrying a lot of weight and, um, and I think, you know, again, I see this in my classrooms. I see this, you know, in talking to my fellow colleagues is that um, we really just need to be kind to one another and kind to ourselves and give each other grace during this period because we're not okay. We're not okay. And so I think that's something that I, I continue to really think and ponder about. Um, I want to share what I'm pondering now. I'm going to change a little bit and what I'm hoping for. Um, I'm going to build off what uh, Rochelle shared. I agree with what you said. And I think uh, there's some additional thoughts that pop into my head. I'm always pondering representation when, when kind of trying to decide who to have on the panel. And I think even just amongst the five of us, um, we have a large network of folks, but I think it's also harder to find people um, uh, who are maybe on the fringes and maybe who have a thought or a perspective. And, and we think about the different generations of folks who are coming through the field. We just have a lot of different lenses now. Um, and how do we, how do you pack that? Cause you know, we try to, how do we, how do we create a panel where we have good perspective? Um, we oftentimes are very limited because of time. We can't ask all the questions that we want to ask. Um, um, and so I think the interesting thing for me now and what I'm hoping for, and with that all said, is we're a year in, um, and I'm hoping for us to revisit topics and to see what additional perspectives. So I love hearing about like getting higher level VPs and the folks who can change the policies, but I'm really also interested in hearing about the next generation of folks coming in and what do they think of those policies because they're the ones who are ultimately gonna be changing and influencing things. Uh, and here, let me give you a perfect example because this just happened. Um, I received an email from a listener uh, she shared her appreciation for the episode. Um, and this was on uh, mil uh, student military veterans and how the topic resonated with, with her. Um, but it was also an episode where she gave feedback on what was missing. And I loved it because it, it reminded me that even if we had a topic, um, we are limited to, the, to the, the questions that we can ask. And I'm hoping to bring in the perspective that she brought in that was missing from that episode. So if we're here long enough, I have a funny mm -hmm. feeling we should continue to revisit episodes and, and keep asking more questions. What I'm most worried about is, uh, as Susanna was saying, folks are not okay. And working with many different campuses and with many different leaders, I'm, I'm worried about new professionals, mid-level professionals, how burned out they are, how angry they are, how hurt they are, how they've been asked to do the impossible and then it changed at the last minute and how unsupported they feel. And seeing people leaving the profession and not just leaving the profession for other opportunities or other passions or other interests, but leaving the profession uh, feeling like it, their campus was to toxic, the profession was toxic, burnt, um, hurt and angry. And then I also hear from leaders who are saying, um, who are feeling beat up and bullied by those folks. 
uh, on their way out of here. They said awful things about how unethical and I have no integrity and I don't care and I'm not in this and all I do is sit in my office and, and I've been taking food to people with COVID for the past six months every day. And so I really see all of the spectrum really uh, doing it. And, um, and I think there's a real need for healing. And I think there's a real need for healing leadership. I see everyone craving it and so little of that healing leadership happen. And when I see healing leadership, um, it's like people, people are craving it and so desperate for it. So I was going to um, pick up on the same theme uh, of sustainability of this of this field and the the episode that Margaret Salee um, was on with Keith and others, you know, has really been a central point. And I'm like, everybody needs to read this book, um, which I think continues some of those themes. Like, what are the ideal worker norms that we keep reinforcing within the field, and how is that? you know, at a time when we are now facing labor shortages on our campuses, like what are we, what, at what point does it click and say we need to do something really different? Um, I'm going to go in a somewhat slightly different direction and, and end with gratitude um, because I am so grateful for this family, the Student Affairs Now family. I'm grateful for my higher ed um, family and for all the people who've contributed to the, to the episodes. And so when I think about like, you know, what I'm thinking about, it is about this restorativeness, right? And making a contribution. And, you know, the purpose behind um, this podcast was really to provide a space for that growth and learning, but also to, to really help people, right? And so I don't, I hope that we're getting there. And I think a big piece of it has to do with the people around this um, table, uh, podcast table, and also all of those who have been on. So I am so incredibly grateful. Um, and we love to hear your stories, right? So one of the things that we've launched with our one year, I'll make a little picture. Um, one of our things that we've launched with our one year is a contest. Um, and I have some samples here of our stickers that you can receive if you tell us a story about how you are using Student Affairs Now um, in either professional development or in uh, your classes. We'd love to hear those stories and we'll send you a pack of, of stickers to share um, with folks. And so if you have ideas uh, for future episodes, please reach out to the, us at host at studentaffairsnow.com. And we would love to continue the conversation with you and make, um, make a contribution. Yeah, thank you all so much for sharing. Um, we're just out of time, but one last thing I wanted to add, I think it's really important that we bring up those hard things because I think a lot of times people think that it's only them, like, especially with the rise of social media, it's like, look at all these people, they know what they're doing and then I don't. So I think it's really important that we bring that up. And I honestly think that could be a whole episode in and of itself. So I want to end by um, thanking our sponsor for this special bonus episode. Colorado State University Online is now offering a fully online Master's of Science in Student Affairs. This program will help you gain the professional competencies, knowledge, and experience to succeed as a higher education administrator. You will earn the same master's degree and learn from the same faculty as CSU's on-campus students. Learn more at online.colostate.edu. 
And now it's my turn. Everyone always gives me a shout out, but I'm going to give a shout out to our wonderful hosts and all the work that they do behind the scenes, as well as all of our guests. I think sometimes it's like, okay, I was a guest on that. That's great. But we really, really thank you for all that you do. And if you're listening today and not already receiving our weekly newsletter, please visit our website at studentaffairsnow.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage and add your email to our MailChimp list. We promise we're not going to send you spam. It's all for learning. It's all good stuff. And while you're there, make sure you check out our archives. Again, I'm Nat Ambrosi. Thank you to our remarkable host today on our episode. Um, And thank you for everyone who is watching and listening. Remember, you make an impact, even though you might not feel like it every day. Go out there and make it a great week. Bye, everyone. Mm -hmm.